we're called into a neurologist's office, and she just tells us that, you know, your son Hunter has Crabbe disease, and she explains what that disease is all about. Jill Kelly is the wife of former Buffalo Bills quarterback Jim Kelly. They were devastated by what the doctor was telling them. She goes on to say that the life expectancy is 14 months, um, and at that point in time, he's four months old, and there's no cure, and there's no treatment. How do you deal with disaster? How do you cope with the pain? Jill is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. You're about to hear the story of how God used a very sick little boy to bring joy and healing to a lot of other people. GPS. God. People. Stories. Jim and Jill Kelly have had three children, Aaron, Hunter, and Cameron. They started their family before they were married and before they came to have personal relationships with Jesus Christ. Jim and I met in 1991. Um, the things of God were not even on our radar screen. We were very narcissistic, all about the things of this world. And so so here we are. We're living that dream. Jim's in the Super Bowls. He had gone to two at the point when I met him, and then he went to two more with the Buffalo Bills. So he went to four consecutive Super Bowls, which has never been done since. So this was the height of his career when we met, and I had just graduated from college. I was 21 years old, you know, very caught up in all of that lifestyle that he lived. And so we met, we started dating, and we had been dating for about four years, and then Jim asked me to move in with him. And at that time, I have a tremendous amount of respect for my parents. And so, you know, I knew there was a certain way to do things, but I chose my own way, of course. I, and like I said, God was not on our radar screen at all. So I wasn't trying to please him in any way. And so I chose to move in with Jim. And four months later, I was pregnant. By the way, she wasn't pregnant with Hunter. She was pregnant with her daughter, Erin. God is a God of redemption. And what God has done with our oldest child's life is beyond anything that I could have ever hoped for, prayed for, or imagined. He has literally transformed that young girl. Now she's 21. And so just to see how God has redeemed Aaron's life and how the truth has set her free, that yes, her mother and father were not married when she was born. And so here is this girl who, at 13 years old, she decided that she wanted to remain pure until she's married, and she has done that thus far. And so just... Just the amazing, incredible woman that she is and how God has transformed her life. And so she's the redemption. God has just put her in our life to show us, I can take any circumstance and change it for good and use it for good. And he has. A year after Aaron was born, Jim and Jill got married. And about nine months later, Jill is about to give birth to their second child. And Jim is about to retire from the Buffalo Bills. He retires two weeks before our son Hunter is born. You know, football is has defined his life. And in fact, even to this day, he signs the cards for our girls, our birthday cards, number 12, with a heart. And we laugh, but it's, it's just so much a part of who he is. He's always been number 12. And so here he, he retires. Two weeks later, my water breaks on February 14th, 1997, which is Valentine's Day, which is Jim's birthday. Jim, you would have thought he won... 10 Super Bowls. This man was so ecstatic. 
Shortly after Jill and Hunter went home, she noticed he was getting irritable. At first, they thought maybe he had a little bit of colic. Then they tried switching him to formula. That didn't help either. But they still didn't think there was anything seriously wrong when they took Hunter in for his three-month well visit. The doctor just nonchalantly just says, you know, your son is showing signs of cerebral palsy. And we were like, what? And we understood what CP is. I mean, we didn't know a lot about it, but you know what CP is, and you know that there's things that you can do, and that children live a long life. And But still, I mean, just the shock of that, and that we're there for a well visit. So we left there, and we were devastated. I remember sitting in the back of the car with Hunter, and little did I know that Hunter did not have CP at all, that it would, he would continue to get worse, and that eventually, a month later after that appointment, he was diagnosed with a fatal genetic disease called Crabbe disease. Here's how that diagnosis went. We were called into a neurologist's office. She had done some blood work, and she, we sit across, you know, from similar to a table like we're sitting at right now, and she just tells us that, you know, your son Hunter has Crabbe disease, and she explains what that disease is all about. She goes on to say that the life expectancy is 14 months, um, and at that point in time, he's four months old. And there's no cure, and there's no treatment. When the shadow won't leave, when the battle won't stop, and every breath that you breathe it takes all that you've got. Why does a parent feel when they get that kind of news? Jill says there really aren't words for it. The best way she knew to describe it was a tidal wave of anguish. That was a defining moment in my life because all the worldly things that I put my hope in, Jim's reputation, you know, the wealth that we had at the time, connections we had, the power, all those kind of worldly things that I felt, you know, well, this can get us help for Hunter. There was nothing for Hunter. Suddenly, with nowhere else to turn, Jill turned to God. That was the time where I was like, wait a minute, there's a God out there. I don't know anything about him. All I know is that if Hunter's going to, if he's going to die by the time he's 14 months old, he's going to heaven. But Jill didn't know anything about heaven or about hell. She says all she knew was that Jesus Christ died on a cross. And that's all I needed to know because that God was going to draw me back to himself through the suffering of my one and only son. He was going to bring me back to the suffering of his one and only son and why that mattered to me, why I needed Jesus as my savior, you know, and in the midst of this here, here we, re, you know, we were given this death sentence for our son, but we didn't know, right? You know, we didn't know that we were the ones dying spiritually, that we were already dead and that we needed to come back to life. And so God used Hunter's life, his suffering and that disease to draw me to himself. God used Hunter to help Jill see her need for Jesus. He used family members to help her understand what it meant to surrender her life to Jesus. And when she was ready to do that, an uncle prayed with her. That was a year and a half after Hunter was born. So Hunter continued to live. Literally, it was not until Jesus intervened in our lives. The truth came in, life, hope, you know, all the things that Christ is, is that then we started treating Hunter like he was living. And he lived to be eight and a half. And so it was an amazing transition. I, I, it was so um, tangible. Like we started worship music and the, was, the house was filled with joy. And even though these things were happening and Hunter's circumstances didn't change, everything about life changed. Jesus absolutely intervened in every area. And so our household 
was transformed and we were living instead of dying because we weren't dying anymore. We had become fully alive in Christ. As Jill said, Hunter lived to be eight and a half years old. In that time, God used him to teach Jill and the rest of the family some important lessons. First and foremost, Hunter taught us about the sovereignty of God. Like I said, in in learning and becoming very dependent and loving the Word of God, I mean, I would read the Bible to Hunter at the wee hours in the morning because his care was 24-hour care, so we were up at, you know, all hours of the night doing his therapies and such. But he taught me that God is sovereign, and he also taught me things that we have taken for granted that are actually gifts, like the gift of a breath. Mm because Hunter had to be on oxygen 24-7, and he struggled to breathe. So just the gift of a breath, which ultimately is the gift of life. Hunter also taught his family about patience and love, unconditional love. He was cognitive, mm-hmm. so he was fully functioning. Okay. You know, he understood what we said. His body was, he was just trapped in a diseased okay. body that couldn't do anything, couldn't okay. move, couldn't smile, couldn't talk, couldn't walk, couldn't move his arms, his limbs, swallow eventually. He never gave us a hug back. He never verbally could respond to the love that was given to him, but we knew it. We just knew it. And that was an unconditional love that I've never experienced and probably never will experience. While Jill was running toward Jesus throughout Hunter's ordeal, Jim was running from him, and it was putting a strain on their marriage. He was working on the road. He was working for ESPN and NBC Sports. And so that was his way of dealing with everything that was going on with Hunter. I mean, he didn't have any control. He couldn't make it better. He couldn't do the things that dads, you know, and husbands want to do just as a man. And so he ran far from God in that in his testimony. And I love that God allowed him to run and to keep running because eventually, and that was after Hunter went to heaven, um, he became a desperate man too, you know, and that he realized that I want to see my son again and I'm not going to have the opportunity to do that. I want my daughters to respect me and they're not going to unless God intervenes. And so he recognized his need as well. Now that Jim has also accepted Christ as his savior, he and Jill know that they will be with their son in heaven one day. And that knowledge is a huge help to them when their grief makes them feel like death is so frustratingly final. But you know what? It's not final in Christ. There's more coming in Christ. And so the joy of knowing what's coming is what allows me to have joy today and allows me to share the hope that I have because I want other people to know that hope. And that's another gift that God gave us through Hunter's life is that this is not the end of the story at all. This, this, our, our time here on earth is not the end of the story, that there is a forever life coming, and we have this window of time to glorify God so that others can be there with us someday. I know you're feeling overwhelmed Before the day even begins But I can see beyond the now This is not how your story ends When your time here on earth comes to an end. Will you go to heaven? There's only one way that can happen. You must surrender your life to Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive your sins while you're still living. We can tell you more at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net.
About eight years after Hunter Kelly died, his dad, Jim, began a battle with cancer. In just a minute, Jill Kelly shares how God used that experience to draw her closer to Jesus. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. There's some of you that have just stood at the grave of a loved one and seen the loved one taken away. Billy Graham. God cares. He loves you today and he cares for you. Whatever your distress, whatever your trouble, Jesus Christ said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. We have the comfort of his forgiveness. I tell you that God will forgive every sin of your life and make you as guileless as a little child because Christ died on the cross. Listen to this. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Life may be tough at times, and these are times that test our souls, but our reward is Christ is with us. Do you have Him? Is He your very own Savior? He can be today then you can claim the promises of comfort which he has given to those that trust him. These promises are only for those who have come in repentance of sin and received him as Savior. You can claim them today if you're willing to come to the cross. And now back to the hosts of GPS, Jim Kirkland and Phil Fleischman. How would you like to help us share that message of comfort with people all around the world? You can by investing in the work of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. We tell people about Jesus a lot of different ways. There are outreaches in arenas, the internet, magazines, one-on-one, and on TV and radio. But we couldn't do any of it if it weren't for your prayers and your financial gifts. You can learn more at BillyGrahamRadio.org. Click on Give. That's at BillyGrahamRadio.org. Our guest on this episode of GPS, Jill Kelly, lost her son, Hunter, in August of 2005. In 2013, Jill's husband and Hunter's dad, Jim, was diagnosed with cancer. He had surgery, chemo, and radiation before doctors declared him cancer-free in August of 2014. I feel like this experience was just more of God saying, I'm not finished with you yet. You're becoming more and more like my son through this. And that's hard. (laughs) You know, Jesus... To become more and more like him, to have the servant's heart and to, you know, God says, in this world you will have troubles, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And, you know, you will have these trials so that your faith, you know, of greater worth than gold can be proved genuine. It was such a joy talking with Jill and seeing how her faith has carried her through some incredibly difficult and dark times. In addition to sharing her story with us here on GPS, Jill's also written several books. We want to thank Jill for her time and we want to thank you for your time. And we also want to thank Citizen Way for allowing us to share some of their music with you in this edition of GPS, God People Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.